Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached. When I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom, I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 421, the 2023 Unicoi Custom Callmakers Preview Show. And I am your co-host, and the guy who has just two words to say ryan weddington and i am your co-host and the guy who got to share a tree with the other co-host this weekend yeah man that was a good time first before we get to that why did you say my brother's name i don't even remember why at this point that he said we owed him a shout out on the podcast it was for something that happened Sunday morning. I don't remember why. I just remembered that he was like, you know, oh, just give me a shout out on the podcast just as a joke. Yeah. So there it is. There you go. Ryan. Man, there's a shout out. Weddington. There it is. Oh, yeah. So that leads into mine. Andy and I got to go waterfowl hunting together on Sunday, and it was, it was a fun time. I'm glad you got to go with me. Man, me too. I appreciate all the work that you and your brothers did to, you know, get all that set up i mean you know i I was invited to go you were going with or without me but (laughs) there was work that went into you guys even being able to go for yourselves and so i was just the lucky one who got to number one and and i hope i'm remember this correctly but number one got to borrow pappy's shotgun pap's shotgun and then number two got to shoot your shotgun shells and then number three got to shoot at your ducks so thank you good time we had a pretty good hunt it was it was not ideal weather the wind was like gale force but the ducks that did work they worked great and we got to shoot some close shots and andy and i got to laugh at ourselves when we missed a wood duck that was like hovering midair 20 yards in front of us and we both (laughs) whiffed yeah i think that's the first time at least by a, you know, what you would consider to be a a flying, moving target, 
you know, not like yeah. a wild turkey, but the first time by a bird that takes flight everywhere it goes, that yeah. that's the first uh, time I was ever bird. given the bird by a bird. Yeah. Well, my brothers gave him what for after he went left, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had my shot cam on. It was, I, I felt like I shot pretty decent overall for the weekend. And that was definitely like, it, all we could do is laugh at ourselves because that duck was like suspended in the wind, just hovering. And I watched my shot cam footage. I think I shot at least 14 feet to the right of him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was laughing about it and you were like, yeah, me too. <laughs> that was a huge whiff you know those those flying shots you know are there have been plenty of times when i've been on a dove hunt and i've thought to myself why in the world am i missing these birds and you know i really struggle to figure out why i was missing birds but the ones that i missed sunday morning it was it was very obvious why yeah, I was missing was, them and so yeah that, that one I knew where I missed on that one and the shot cam revealed it too but it was a it was a fun hunt regardless we we got lots of ducks you got to see some mallards and gadwalls come in and belly up in the decoys which I don't think you'd really seen before no. much so that was fun yeah. and the shots were close I mean those ducks were 10 yards and in our face we were just standing on the bank not in a blind or anything so it was a it was a fun hunt yeah, it was a good time. I appreciate and, you guys inviting me to tag along. Yeah, yeah, we enjoyed having you and Tammy over the weekend. Been sucking down those Lebanese cookies that the wives made. Yeah, they got after it in the kitchen during the football oh, yeah. game Saturday evening. Yeah, it was good stuff. So, good stuff. Yeah, heck yeah. And so, d- disclaimer for this week's episode, I am not in the interview. Uh, this week has just been pretty busy for me, so I was not able to make the interview work with the time frame that our guest could do it. So, sorry guys, you're only going to hear Andy, and luckily Mark is on this too. So. Yes, so you don't have to listen <laughs> to me mumble through the entire hour-long show, but it's a good one. You know, I, I mean, I don't know what else I can say about the show. I, I just carry on and on about it like a little schoolboy. <laughs> you know before and after the show every single year and it is just such a good time and you know i guess i carry on about it well obviously because it's a good time but the second reason is that i'm i'm trying to get the point across to you guys who are listening that if you're not there you truly are missing out on mm-hmm. a gem in the turkey world and so you know, I encourage it. Mark's got a lot to share about the show, and what do you think? You want to jump in and get after yeah. it? Yeah, let's jump in here and talk to Mark. All right, we'll see you guys on the other side. Hey, everybody! I am glad to tell you that I have on the line tonight the one and only Mark Sharp, who is, if you don't know by now. Maybe you're a new listener to the show. Mark's been on the show several times over the past, shoot, three, four years. I can't remember how long I've been going to to Unicoi, Mark, but we've had Mark on several times over over that period of time. And Mark kind of heads up the Unicoi Custom Call Makers, Turkey Call Makers show that's held every year in Georgia, in Helen, Georgia, at the state park there. Unicoi, and we're going to talk a little bit about the show tonight and i tell you what mark i'm i I seem to be even more on cloud nine you know how much i love that show so i i just love talking to you and talking about the show i love being there but then i got some icing on the cake today because cameron's not able to join us on the call and he said well if you'll do the interview i'll do all the editing of the show and i thought Man, that's like getting all the icing on the cake without any of the calories or the fat. I can handle that. There so. you go, Andy. It's a pleasure to be here with you. You know, this is our eighth uh, year. Will be our eighth year. Been a pleasure being on your show. I mean, I've, I've met a lot of people uh, through you. Uh, met a lot of people through this show that a lot of folks don't normally get to meet. Uh, it's just been a whirlwind, really. I mean, it, it took off better than I ever thought it would. 
Uh, this will be, like I said, our eighth year. Uh, we've come a long way since 2016. Oh, I bet. Yeah. How long was the the show, we're going to say, on hold? Well. What was that period had, of time with the, the, there was no show? With the NWTF, they, they, and I'm not bashing them by any means. Sure. I'm not sure what happened between them and, and Unicoi, but they left Unicoi and they bounced it around several different places. And the place that Russell and I wound up at was at the Dillard House. I think they'd had it there a couple of years, you know, uh, and that was in 2015, you know. And like I've said before, he and I were sitting out on the front porch after that big old Dillard House breakfast there that you just make a hog of yourself. You know, and we were thinking, let's let's do something other like this of our own. So I'm not real sure as to what the dates were on that. And, uh, you know, I think they went a year or two trying to do a trade show along with the convention, state uh, banquet, I should say. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I quit worrying about them and just started yeah. looking ahead to the show that we were putting on. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, NWTF has done a lot for the for the turkey population that has come back. And so, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to bash them. I know a lot of people do. I mean, a lot of my good friends are chapter presidents and all like this. I mean, what can I say bad about them? You know, right. Uh, said i've still got a lot of good friends that are members they worked hard for them and but as far as this show you know i just like for everybody to know that it is not one iota affiliated with the nwtf i mean this is two guys that put their heads together and decided to bring a show about that was custom call maker inspired you know, I mean, I know a lot of these guys uh, have been friends with them for years. And so, you know, I mean, I just thought that they needed a little bit more recognition of what they are getting. So, like I said, when Russell and I brought this show back to Unicoi, it ruffled some feathers. I'm not going to lie to you, but, you know, it is what it is. We, we make a donation either to St. Jude's or the Shriners Hospital every year. We've got people there that attend that do auctions that want their money to go to either St. Jude's or, or the Shriners Hospital, you know, something to do with kids. And, yeah. you know, we've, we've kind of thought about, well, what about the boys Baptist home or something like that? Well, you know, you can't necessarily do that. I mean, you've got Methodists, you got Pentecostals and, and all like this involved. And, and I'm not really trying to bring religion into this. But, you know, I, I just feel like it needs to be on a broader scope, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we elected to go with those two. Uh, they do wonderful work for these kids, you know, and that's where the future of, of this country is at is with those kids and it is so sad to see a, a two-year-old that's battling cancer you know mm -hmm. and i won't get political now i mean i could but uh you know i i'm, I'm not uh, this is all about the show at unicoi so i'm right. not gonna bring politics and uh any more religion into it but that's just kind of where we stand on it there and you know we've had some great backing from folks that that have supported us that did like what we're doing and so we just go from there yeah yeah well and you you mentioned the kids and them being the future of the country they're also the future of this sport that we all enjoy so much and you know there's something about being at the custom call maker show at unicoi and seeing all these call makers interact with the kids that run through there and you know, a lot of them will just, you know, out of the goodness of their heart, just give a kid a call. And, yeah. you know, then there's there's kids that are there. Here, This is something that I, that I just realized this year or this past year. And I was talking to one of the call makers that was at the show. And he said, uh, I was standing there talking to him at, at the show when a kid walked up. And, you know, he starts talking to the kid and 
that's the thing. If I'm standing there talking to somebody and, and a person walks up and wants to run calls or wants to buy a call from or just talk to the call maker, I'm going to let them do that. I'm not going to get in the way. So, right. you know, I kind of step aside and he starts talking to the kid. And, you know, he I, it was obvious that he knew the kid and that there was some, some history there between the two of them. So the kid leaves and he said, that kid right there, he said, he's bought a call from me every year up here for the past four years and he cuts grass in the summer he does chores yeah. around the house and he saves his money to come up here and buy one of my calls every single year and you know and I, i'm sure i and i didn't ask but just knowing the guy i'm sure the guy gives him a discount on the calls because that's just how he is but you know just those guys up there the way they interact with the kids running through the show is is a lot of fun to watch and it's just fun watching the kids come through there running these calls and i tell you what there's a lot of them that that make me turn around and walk off because they run a call so dang good (laughs) i'm like man you know that kid's eight years old and he is wearing that box got that long box out (laughs) you know running kikis on it and I'm like, man, I got to get out of here because I I don't want him to hand me the call and say, you run it. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's just, it's impressive because it's just, it's a, first of all, the call makers really are are a brotherhood. And so many of those guys are, you know, are friends. Yes, they're, they're, you know, competing against each other and they're having different tables, but they don't look at it like that. You know, they look at it like, you know, there's something they can learn from all those other call makers that are there. They buy each other's calls. They swap calls, trade calls. But, you know, it's it's such a family affair, you know, and seeing those kids and them being the future of the sport run through there and how they're treated by so many of those call makers. It's just, it's awesome. Well, you know, Andy, and, uh, you know, uh, I feel like at this point, I and, and I hope it's all right. I mean, I I need to give a big shout out to my good friend Josh Painter. You know, uh, Josh does a lot of videoing too, and putting it on YouTube and and things like this. And Josh is a real family oriented guy, yep. and you know, uh, he likes to to show these kids. You know up there talking to these guys and you're right i mean there's nothing more that that touches your heart any more than a kid coming up i mean one year at nashville up there you know i'm standing there i got two calls left on this table two cane yelpers and and this little boy walks up to me and you know he says how much are your calls i said well how much you got in your pocket he said well not much i didn't spend all of it on these mouth calls over here Mm -hmm. and so you know i told him i said well pick that call up and let me hear you play it and andy i'm gonna tell you what's true the 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 easiest playing is from a kid you know he doesn't know any bad habits right you know oh that little boy picked that call up and he went to play in it and his little brother standing there with him you know and so what can you say you know the boy over here which he's seen a lot of these guys on stage run Mm -hmm. and so you know he he's playing this call and he's doing it right and I said, hold on just a minute. So, you know, I, I picked up that tube that that call goes in. I put him a lanyard on it. I stuck it in that tube for him. I reached over there and got the other one, gave to his little brother there, you know. Yeah. And I said, boys, I hope to see y'all standing on that Grand National stage up there one year. You know, and in this day and time, in computer games and everything else, Andy, we're at a point in time where these kids need to be enjoying the outdoors instead of sitting in their room locked up in front of a computer game and i think that's where a lot of these call makers are at that they had rather put a turkey call in a youngster's hand and direct him down that path of a heritage that belonged to their father and their grandfather and their great-grandfather instead of sitting there playing one of these video games yep and, you know, I mean, I know that these guys are excited when a kid walks up and shows interest in their calls, just like I was up there at Grand Nationals. And, you know, I mean, that means a lot to a guy when here it is, you got a seven or eight year old or a 15 year old boy that walks up there. You know, he's worked all summer long, 
baling hay, whatever, cutting grass, working in a grocery store, or or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. that has put aside his money uh, because he wanted whoever's box call, yelper, you know, uh, pot call. Yep. And that's one of the aspects of this show. You know, I mean, it's it's not only about who's who amongst turkey call makers. It's uh. You know, I mean, we we've got guys there that just started building calls two or three years ago. To guys that's been building calls for oh, 50 years, mm-hmm. you know. And so it, it's not just about the who's collectible. I mean, listen, everybody had to start somewhere or another. I started somewhere or another. Uh, Darren Dawkins started somewhere or another. You know. Yeah. Uh, Irvin Witt started somewhere. I mean, if you go online and read Irvin's story uh, between him and Neil, or uh, read Lamar's story, you know, Lamar was uh, and Bob Harwell both, and Darren Dawkins, Steve Mann as well. You know, all of them uh, kind of went to Neil Cost with their calls. And when you start listening and, and reading those stories, everybody starts somewhere or another. And if you read, some of Neil Costas' books, you'll see the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's got to start at ground zero. And, you know, you, you've got some guys out there that have had a lot handed to them. I mean, I've handed a lot to a couple of guys, uh, you know, uh, maybe more than what I should have. But you reach a point in time where, hey, listen, I've told you all I intend to tell you. Now it's up to you who carried a little bit further, you know, mm-hmm. don't call me and ask me, well, what do you think about this? Try it and see, you know, it becomes a learning curve for that individual. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, as someone who has never really done any woodworking or anything like that, but as I've gotten older, I've learned to appreciate craftsmanship, you know, and, and not just the, the, quality or the look of the work but the amount of work that goes into producing one of those calls you know and and you look at it and i look at them and i think to make a call number one that looks like that call does and number two that sounds like that call does it would take me a year and a half and here this this guy's got a table full of them and is selling them for you know, 65 or a hundred or $200, whatever it is, whatever it is, there's no way I could make it for that. Right. And, right. and turn out, you know, a, a penny ahead. I mean, it cost me $20,000 $20, to make one call. So, you know, I go to a place like that and I just, you know, I'm just overwhelmed at, at the talent that so many of those guys have and, and you included, I mean, uh, you know, you, you're a, a fantastic call maker yourself. And I know you, you really have pulled back from making a whole lot of them anymore, but still the, the craftsmanship that goes into it and the ear that so many of those guys and you have for knowing what has Turkey in it and what doesn't, you know, right. and that's not something that everybody is gifted with, you know? Well, yeah, I, I'll agree with that uh, 100%. Not everyone has a turkey ear, you know. And I'll be honest with you, Andy, uh, you can't, you know, I mean, I, I know guys that, that sit there and, and just say, well, I've got X amount of hours in this and my time is worth this. And, uh, you know, so... Uh, I feel like I've got to have this for this call. Well, that mm-hmm. that that's the wrong uh, philosophy, the wrong way of thinking. I mean, you 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 can't count your time into how much time that you've got into that call. You know, it, it's all about doing it because the love of the of call making. You know, yeah. I mean, listen, uh, I don't know of too many people that's going to give, you know, and I don't, I don't know how people value their time. I mean, I know what I, 
I get an hour, but there's no way in the world that, you know, that you can say, well, I've got 12 hours in this call. Multiply that times my hourly rate at the job that I normally do or what I feel like I'm worth and sell this call. You know, I mean, it's it's all about the love of the call making, you know. Right. I mean, if these guys didn't love what they were doing, they wouldn't be here. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just uh, how much they love building these calls and they love seeing them in, in people's hands. Uh, you know, they don't want to see them sitting on a shelf up there collecting dust. They want to see these calls with blood stains, sweat stains, dust and dirt on them, notches carved in them, you know. Yeah. I mean, that they they say that Zach Farmer's got a lynch box. It's got somewhere or another around 100 notches cut in it. And, and you know, uh, a, a custom call maker does not need to take offense to that because uh, – and look at it like, well, he's defacing the call. I mean, for me, if I had had a had a grandfather or an uncle or a great uncle that was a turkey hunter, and I walked up to the shelf and I saw a call in there, whether it be a pot call, a box call, or whatever, you know, that had all these notches in it, I would say, hey, that's the call that I want right there. Absolutely. Because that's the one that Grandpa, Uncle So-and-so, or whoever cared in his vest every time he went to turkey woods. And that's the way these custom call makers look at it. They don't, they, they, they don't want a chef queen. They, they, they want a call that's being used in the harvest of a wild turkey, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I promise you that'd be the call I'd want because that is a murdering turkey call if it's got 100 notches in it. <laughs> exactly, you know. I might I even mean. be able to call one in with that kind, with a call like that. <laughs> and you know, it is funny that that a lot of people think that that the trumpet call is a mystic call. You know, mm-hmm. that uh, that a turkey will answer it when he will not answer anything else. That there's no more further from the truth than anything else. You and I both know that we've been in the woods on days when you can throw the kitchen sink at them and they're not going to answer. Yep. I mean, uh, no one call is more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Effective. No, no more majestic over the other one. You know? Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of it depends on the time of the year. You know? yeah. A lot of it depends on whether or not you're doing hen yips, whether or not you're doing gobbler yips. And I mean, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll give a good, Big plug there from my buddy Roger Park. Oh, uh, last year, oh, uh, you know, whenever you go out there in the woods and you see three gobblers walking down the road together, well, what do you think you need to use? Hen yelps or gobbler yelps? Man, and I know we're kind of getting away from the storyline of unicoi, but anyway, oh, uh, let's <laughs> we'll move on from there. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, that's uh, I guess we'll say it this way don't give away all the good tips calling tips and hunting tips on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know you've got a big following, uh, so yeah, I agree with you. My lips are simple. There you go. There you go. (laughs) So when is the show this year or next year? That's not this year. Yeah, January the 13th and 14th, you know, uh, that Monday will be Martin Luther King Day. You know, it kind of gives folks, okay, you know, we don't have the show on Sunday. Uh, never have, never will. It never will be a three-day show. Uh, it allows folks, you know, time to get back home. And last year, right before Martin Luther King Day, everybody an extra day has off. Uh, you know, this next year will be the same. Uh, gives everybody that extra day. So it's January the 13th and 14th of 2023. All right. And the doors usually open at 9, is that right? Yeah. Okay. We we allow the call makers to go in about 8 o'clock, get all set up and all that. You know, most of them, a lot of them come up on a Thursday, you know, and start setting up. You know, I try to get up there on Wednesday. So I can be there on Thursday morning, get everything kind of set up, everybody's name on their tables and all that. And, you know, I mean, we're going to see some guys next year that 
probably hasn't been there. Most of the guys were there last year. will be back next year, you know, and they will have some extra folks at their table. You know, as uh, like from the beginning, we, we work off on an alternate list, and I have people all the time ask me, well, hey, is there any chance of having a, a table for next year? Well, no. Probably not. It's a uh, slow turnover. Uh, we, Like I said, we've got an alternate list. If your name's not on, on that alternate list, if you just call me and ask me, hey, how about a table for next year? The answer's going to be no. We do allow sharing of tables. I mean, if, if Joe Blow over here has got a table and, and John Smith calls him and says, hey, how about me sharing a, a table with you this year? If so-and-so says, hey, fine, John Smith, that's that'll work. You know, we, we don't discourage the sharing of tables. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, we've got limited space. So, you know, I mean, if you reach out to a guy that's a solitary call maker there and you ask him, hey, do you mind if I share your table with you this year? Then it is totally up to him as to whether or not. Now, one thing I want to make clear on this point. Okay, if let's just say Joe Smith over here has a table and he's got whoever and whoever sitting up with him and, you know, they decide, well, I'm not coming back. Let's just say Joe Smith decides I'm not coming back. Well, the person that was set up with him is not a guaranteed spot for the next year. I mean, because whoever had that table, he's out on with the guy that he was letting set up with him because mm-hmm. we're going to pull from that alternate list because we've got guys that's been on there for four or five years. You know, like I said, this is a slow turnaround show. So, you know, just because you were there last year, set up over there with a guy that had a table and the guy that has a table decides he's not coming back. Don't automatically get his spot. Mm-hmm. I, I want to make that clear to everybody that's listening. You know, you've got to be on that alternate list, and we work from top to the bottom. So. Yeah. So how many tables are you going to have and call makers are going to be there? I guess it doesn't really matter on some of the tables because I know some of the guys do share a table. But how many call right. makers do you have for next year? And yeah, I know we've got about 62 tables set up in there in the call makers room. And like I said, a lot of them do have two. A good many of them have two. So, you know, uh, I, without looking at my list right now on on the Unicoi Callmakers Group page or the Unicoi uh, show page over there, I can't really give you a definite answer. Uh, okay. I know that we do have a couple or three extras out in the lobby that are authors that will be there got a guy from mississippi over there michael simpson he's going to be there for the first time mm-hmm. uh thought that gary stover was going to be there but he's got other obligations so uh you know gary he's coming out with a new turkey magazine or has come out with a new turkey magazine but Gary's got other obligations, so, you know, he's not going to be there this year. But, you know, we've still got a, a full lineup, and like I said, we've got uh, some guys that, that haven't been there, a lot of people haven't seen before, that's setting up with other guys. And like I said, we don't discourage two to the table due to the limited space. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll say it this time, too, and uh Hopefully your listeners will understand. Sometimes it gets a little tough to make a decision because people say, well, you know, there's that downstairs down there that we could use as well. Well, you know, and I've thought about that and I've wrestled with it and I've talked to Russell about it, you know, and where do you want to be? You know, you want to be on the second floor or you want to be on the third floor up there where everybody comes in at, mm-hmm. you know. One of the things that, that I always worry about is where do you put who? Uh, you know, like I yeah. said, I've wrestled with this numerous times. You know, yeah, I could put more call makers on that bottom floor down there. Let's just hypothetical situation. A guy comes in, he parks in the upper parking lot up there, you know. He comes in. Let's just say he's got 500 bucks to spend. Okay, he walks around. He sees this call maker, that call maker. And he spends all of his $500. And he's 
says, hey, there's more call makers downstairs down there. And he runs across the guy over there, and he picks up a call, and he really likes the way it sounds. And he says, well, you know, uh, man, I'm sorry, but I, I spent all my money upstairs up there. So, you know, there it is. Uh, you know, you've got guys downstairs that's maybe not getting as much traffic as what comes in upstairs. Yeah. So, you know, we just elected to just do away with the downstairs part because how can you be fair with a situation like that? Yeah. You know, because the last thing I want to hear, well, if I'd have been up there in that top floor up there, you know, I would have sold everything I had. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I want to hear, don't want to hear is, well, you put me downstairs down here and knowing that I wasn't going to sell any calls because everybody was coming in on the upstairs floor. So we've just elected to level the playing field. Everybody's on the same floor. And I've had to answer that question more times than, than, than you know. Yeah. You know so. yeah. Well, I know that you've been to Nashville to the convention and sports show there a lot of years. And I know that you talk to a lot of call makers who have booths there and that's something that i'm sure you've heard because i've heard it multiple times from guys that have booths there and that say well you know this year i'm stuck over here in the corner and nobody's walking by and last year i had a spot over you know by this big name company or that big name company and just had a lot of traffic and i sold you know way more last year than i did this year and you know whatever else position in those shows means a lot and oh so yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely something to what you're saying there. Yeah. Well, you know, too, Andy. Uh, I when whenever we started, you know, you go to Nashville and you're just pretty much blown away with all the displays. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, here's a guy that's had his stuff flown in up there or trucked in or however, and he's got a crew that's putting it up. Oh, and I've been asked about, hey, can I put my banner up? Can I put my my uh, regular booth up. Well, you know, Unicoi is configured in such a way that when you walk through the front door, you can see everyone in there. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you you don't have a big banner blocking your view. The guy over there in the back corner, you know, you, it's not like you walking around or looking for, and I'm not going to use anybody's name in particular, but let's just say I, I'm looking for so-and-so's call. Where Where is his booth at? Oh, yeah, I see his banner over there. No, you know, you get to walk around and look at the people face to face. Well, oh, ho, here's old so-and-so right here. This is who I'm hunting, you know. Yeah. You know, and that, and that's the good part about all this, you know. I mean, you can see when you walk through the door, you recognize faces. You don't recognize banners. You know, a banner doesn't make a call. It's a man standing there behind the table that makes the call oh you know and, and i'll say this I, I i had someone contact me this year uh <laughs> with some shirts and graphic designs and caps and you know all like this and you know uh, they were pretty persistent even though i kept telling them no 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 you know oh uh, mm-hmm. They they did some graphic designs on some shirts and caps and hoodies and blah 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 this or and the other and you know uh, then they said well well how about let's just try it this year I said no oh uh, you know I I'm a pretty straightforward guy yeah I mean if you ask me a question I'm gonna give you a yes or a no and so you know it, they just kept on I said. Do you not understand what I'm telling you? I said, this show is not about apparel. I said, maybe there are other shows that would appease you better. I said, when Russell and I started this show, we intended it to be like none other. And that was to pay tribute to the call makers. You know, we don't need your apparel. I said, everything that is here is custom made. I mean, you take Miss Glenda Green over there. Okay. I can go to Nashville and I can buy bags out the door over there. But guess what? They're coming from a foreign country over there with a zipper. And I'm sure you've got a bunch of them too. Duffel bags that, hey, you know, after three or four years, hey, the zipper don't work no more. Yeah. You know, well, who do you call? Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got a problem with, 
with Miss Glenda's bag over there. You call Miss Glenda. She sits there and hand makes each one of those bags individually. Let's say you call, uh, you, you've got something from Brian uh, Absher over there. Yeah. You know, you've got a problem with it. You call Brian, you know, uh, you don't call someone at 1 800. Right. Know? So, you know, that that's the beauty of this show. And that's what Russell and I set out to build is a show. It is a custom show that you won't find anywhere else. You know? mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so, you know, I'm not going to say I've been to every one of them across the country because that would be a lie, but I'm going to tell you it's too. not like anything I've ever been to. <laughs> yeah. And I mean that yeah. in a totally good way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you, Andy, uh, you know, you, like you said, we've done several of these podcasts. I enjoy doing them with you because I think that they are very informative. Well, I'm going to be honest with everybody. Uh, I, I know that we got some complications there with reservations at Unicoi. And, and, you know, all they got to do is call me. I mean, I've got a reservation list of, of people who have rooms reserved. In fact, you know, I handled one of those yesterday, you know, with a guy who said that his room had been canceled. So, you know, if you're on a reservations list over there, if you made your room last year, which I encourage everyone to do, you know, whenever you leave, if you think that you're coming back, go ahead and make your reservations before you leave. And, you know, I mean, they've been super to work with. They've been super obliging. Uh, They look forward to us coming every year. Yeah. In fact, I'll, I'll tell you a little story. First of October, last of September, I can't remember which, I got a call one night about 10 o'clock. said, Mr. Sharp, uh, where's your group at? I said, what are you talking about? They said, oh, well, we got you down for Unicola Callmaker's show. I said, no, ma'am, you do not. I said, that's in January. Uh, oh, okay. You know, so, you know, I contacted my contacts up there at Unicoi, and they said, well, I don't know why in the world they contact you. Everybody should know that it's January 13th and 14th. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, but little things like that, and I don't mind handling them. I enjoy doing them, you know. Uh, I enjoy my interactions with the group at Unicoi. Uh, yeah. I haven't been able to go up and meet with them this year, so hopefully uh, with the circumstances that are um, going through now that I can do it virtually. So anyway, you know, we just, we try to put on a good show, uh, try to put on a different show than what most folks put on. And uh, we do it just for the simple love of the custom call makers, custom knife makers, the authors, you know, the custom leather workers, custom crafters over there. Like I said, Miss Glenda Green, you know, she's been great. Uh, you know, and it's just meeting people that just off the street that come in, uh, that, that, that want to come in and see what we're all about. And Hey, we welcome everybody. There's no admission fee. I mean, I've been asked countless times, well, do I have to have a ticket? No, you don't. You just come and walk in the door. There's no admission fee. You just stay however long you want to and spend as much money as you want to. Yeah. 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 What about seminars? Do you have speakers laid out for seminars for next year? I'm looking at uh, the roundtable discussion. I think we're going back to our first one about box call makers for the roundtable discussions. I want to include a lot of the up-and-coming box call makers, you know, those that have been building calls for 10 years seven years, eight years, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I want to mix that in with uh, some guys, uh, you know, that's building Turpin calls. Uh, you know, uh, I, I've still got to ask Steve Turpin if he will be on that roundtable discussion. Uh, so I'm trying to include a little bit of uh, call-style boxes, uh, you know, uh, hen boxes, Turpin-style boxes. And as far as the seminar, uh, as far as I know, and the last I talked to Steve, that he will be doing a seminar on the history of the Turpin call. Oh, you nice. know, not just box calls, but probably as well crow calls, probably as well as trumpet calls. I mean, Steve is one of the historians of the turkey call 
uh, making group. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, so, <clears throat> you know, I look forward to Steve's uh, seminar that he's said that he would do. And I'm still working on a few more, you know. Uh, I know last year Roger Parks did one on D.D. Adams, uh, which I really enjoyed. You know, I try to sit through all of these seminars because there's a lot to be learned in them. You know, a lot of people say, well, it's just a seminar. Well, there's a lot of history. And I don't know how many people are call buffs like I am. You know, I mean, I like to know the origination of a call. I think I saw you in there on a couple of them there last year. So, you know, that's always been interesting to me. And, you know, another thing, too, it gives you an opportunity to walk up to that individual and ask questions without someone being up there wanting to buy a turkey call from you. you Right. So that's kind of where we're at. Like I said, I'm on. I've got several people that I need to reach out to uh, on the roundtable discussion, and I know it's a, a rerun of, of the very first one, but I think that these up-and-coming guys deserve that opportunity. You know, their their voice needs to be heard as well, such yeah. as, well, who got you into building turkey calls? Who was your mentor? You know, what what's your favorite combination mm-hmm. and stuff like that? You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, times change, so we have to progress with the times, so to speak. Uh, so, you know, that that's kind of where we're at right now. I need to get on the ball and do some of that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's always a fun part of the show for me. You know, I, I enjoy going and listening to somebody like, you know, last year you had Mark Prudham. And, right. you know, he's running trumpet calls in there and i mean just to hear the guy run a trumpet call is in I mean, he's insanely good at it yeah. he's insanely yeah. good at running any kind of call you know i mean he can yeah. call geese and elk and crows and owls and <laughs> turkeys you know all equally good but well you know, that's the reason he's a 17 time grand national winner exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly but, i had to bust him out last year about that old ugly homemade Oh, me now, Hooter, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Mark's a good guy. I thank the world of Mark. And, uh, you know, he's been extremely good as far as, you know, any time I ask him to do something other, you know, he's more than willing to go the extra mile. Yeah. And, and all these guys are, you know, last year, Roger, you know, I just kind of hit him kind of blindsided. And, you know, I mean, uh, Roger did a great job. Roger's an excellent call maker. Uh, you know, I, I own a lot of Roger's calls. Uh, he's just a super ta- fantastic guy. And listen, he's from Pennsylvania. So don't think that the tactics that they use in Pennsylvania won't work in Southeast Georgia because they do. I will you promise know. you that. Yeah. 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 I haven't, haven't hunted up there. And now I've, I've just hunted one time in Pennsylvania, but I can tell you, I put their turkey hunters up there against any of them down in the South. If you can kill turkeys in Pennsylvania, you know, like I'll say about a lot of Southern states, you can kill them anywhere. And yeah. Well, I've heard that too, and I've heard it said that there's a turkey hunter behind every tree up there, you know, because there's season and all. Yeah. But you know, yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, a lot of these old timers who used to hunt that said any tyro could kill a lovelorn spring gobbler, but those guys that fall turkey hunt, you know, they they have something that us in the south does not have and that's trying to be able to call uh a fall gobbler you know mm-hmm. so you know my hat's off to those guys i mean those that can cons- consistently kill a fall gobbler you know that hey like i said my hat's off to those guys yeah yeah very good well is there you know, it seems like the two or three well i guess three or four years that i've gone there's been a dinner every night or, or every year one night is there going to be a dinner again this year well you know here's our problem with that Uh, a lot of people say yeah they want it uh we're not doing a buffet so to speak it will be a la carte uh, just like it was last year you know a buffet gets a lot on their staff so you know 
like I said, it's going to be a la carte. I know, like you said, several years we 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 wanted a buffet there, and they provided it for us. A uh, few complaints on it. So, like I said, it will be a la carte. Uh, I think the last couple of years during dinner time, they still had uh, the buffet. Uh, they had that all the time anyway. Uh, you know, they've had little things set up out there, and that's one of the things I need to talk to them about. Hamburgers, hot dogs, barbecue sandwiches, whatever, you know, for the call makers that come in or anybody else that comes in that is looking for, you know, something to eat around dinner time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, uh, like I said, that's one of the things that that's kind of on my agenda to talk to them. And uh, so hopefully we can get all that ironed out. But, you know, uh, the buffet thing, uh, you know, you've always got 75 people say, hey, yeah, we're good to go. And then 55 show up. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. we just kind of. Elected to leave it as a la carte. You know, if they want to eat there, we welcome them to hope that they do and, and support Unicoi, you know, because it is a dead time of the year. January is slow moving for them. This is their biggest show that they have, the biggest thing that they have during this time of the year. So, you know, not only are we expecting them to support us, we want to support them as well, you know. That's a good point. So I encourage anybody, you know, that is there, uh, please pay patronage to Unicoi State Park. Uh, you know, uh, we love them, and they love us. So, you know, basically, that's all I can say upon that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good. Well, I'm, I always gush about the show when I come back from it every yeah, year because— Enjoy seeing you there, too. Yeah, it's just, it is one of the highlights of my year every year. And I'm not just talking about one of the highlights of my turkey season or part of my turkey hunting for the year. I mean the highlights of my year. And if any of you guys listening are even remotely considering going, I'm going to tell you, go ahead and book a room. There's if you can't get a room at Unicoi at the lodge, there's plenty of rooms in Helen, Georgia. It's a short five, ten minute drive, depending on where you stay in Helen, to the state park. Helen's a, a pretty neat little town that they've redone as kind of a Scandinavian village. And, you know, so it's got a, a little unique feel to it, to it in and of itself. And, you know, go bring, take the family with you. And whether they, enjoy turkey hunting or turkey calls or not there's something for them to do there's you know it's a beautiful part of the country it really is so you know if you got a hiker in the family or somebody who just likes to go around there's tons of antique shops all over in that part of the the country as well so you know there's plenty of stuff to do for for people that it, that don't even want to or care anything about turkeys but for you guys listening to the show, I know you do care and want to be around the turkeys. And I'm going to tell you that I haven't found a place that is any more turkey from the word go until the word get out of here. We got to shut this place down than unicorn. And it is just being able to go and spend time with, with those call makers and run calls. I mean, where else can you go? where you literally could run thousands of turkey calls in a day. Right. And yeah. you're not going to be judged if you don't buy them. You know, they these guys that make these calls, they want you to run them. They also know that if you do run them, you're going to end up buying one. It may not be at that table, but it's going to be somewhere you're going to end up buying one. But, you know, that's it's it's kind of like, well, you said it. And so I'm just going to repeat it because I started the thought, you know, these guys make these calls and they're not really made to be put on a shelf. They're made, they're made to run and made to use and made to call and and kill turkeys. And that's what they want you to do with them. And, you know, it, it is just, a lot of those guys have gotten to be friends, you know, and I see them once a year. If they go to Nashville, I see them twice a year. And, you know, just to be able to, to see them and, and catch up with them, find out how their turkey season went, talk about 
you know, the one that they miss is still haunting them or the one that I miss is still haunting me and, you know, so on and so forth. It just, you you just, for, as a turkey hunter, cannot find a place that's any more fun to be than that. And so I highly encourage any of you guys that are listening and thinking of going, even if you just go for a day, I'm going to promise you it's worth the trip to Helen to do that and you will not regret it. It's, it's something that'll you'll look back on in 10 or 12 months from now and you'll smile about because you're going to have such a good time over there so when you get there stop in and say hello to mark he's he's not always at his table but if he is it's the first one on the right when you walk in the the second door there to the room and you'll know what i'm talking about when you get there but you know just i encourage you guys to go it's it's an fantastic event and like i said take the family they'll enjoy it so mark man thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come on thank you for sharing the information about the show and thank you for taking the time and putting forth the effort to put the show on again you know i i I think i would if you told me i'm not going to do it next year i think it'd probably bring tears to my eyes so don't ever stop doing it (laughs) well andy uh in closing i i'd like to say a couple of things uh, there along those lines, uh, you know, uh, Catherine and I go up there. Uh, you know, you got Anna Ruby Falls that you can mm-hmm. can visit. Those that you know, the wife and the kids that maybe just think that okay, we're going to another turkey show. You know, there there's so much to do up there. Uh, we just in just a few miles. There are several waterfalls with trails that you can hike up to. Like I mentioned, Anna Ruby Falls, uh, several more whenever you go up uh, State Road 75 up there. But, you know, one of the things that stands out in my mind, the first year that we did this show, you know, I had talked to Mr. Bobby Buckner up there. I'd never met Mr. Bobby personally. I'd talked to him on the phone several times, but... You know, I, I walked in there and I see this elderly gentleman coming up there with this, you know, wide brim hat on. You know, uh, he he's walking up. Uh, like I said, I, I'd never talked to him in person, never met him. But, you know, we're walking up the same aisle and I look and his eyes are glistening. Mine are glistening because I knew that I'm fixing to meet a great custom turkey call maker a man that had been in it for years you know mm-hmm. uh, he was uh you know great helping us get this show off the ground along with him and several others you know lamar williams uh darren dawkins can't say enough about either one of those two you know Irving witt i mean we're we're we've got legends amongst us steve mann you know uh all those guys you know and then you've got these newcomers coming up you know, and we try to have something for everyone there, not not for just a collector, but for the guy that's 18 years old that saved his grass cutting money, you know, and wants to buy a $35 pot call, $40 yep. pot or whatever, yep. you know. And so, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it has just blown me away with the folks that I have met just like yourself, you know, uh, you know, that have have helped us make this show what it is today. I mean, I can't say enough about you. I mean, you've interviewed a lot of these guys, done podcasts with them. Uh, I mean, man, you you have helped us immensely. Uh, So, you know, my hat's off to you. I'm not sure if it'll be a black hat or a cream-colored hat this year. (laughs) What it is, you know, it's off to you. But, you know, just, just if somebody's coming up there, Look for the guy with the cowboy hat on, and that'll be me, you know, and I'm more than willing to talk to anybody. You know that uh, my dad passed on the gift of gab to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I, I thank you for all that you do and all that thank you, you have done and, and all that you will continue to do, you know, and I enjoy doing these podcasts with you. I mean, you, you've been a great friend, my well, old buddy. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that and appreciate your friendship as well. And yeah. looking forward to seeing you here. And man, it's, I mean, you blink and it's going to be here, but it's yeah five weeks out now, roughly. So, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Man. That, yeah. I mean, six weeks. I think it's six weeks. So, 
but he's counting, you know. I am. I am. (laughs) (laughs) But it will be here in a hurry. And then the other thing, too, is, you know, this is something Cameron and I talk about all the time. Once once you get through and get your party hat off off your head from New Year's, Unicoy's here. Right. You get through Unicoy and Nashville NWTF rolls around. You get through that. And yeah, turkey season amongst us is here. Yeah, it is here. And so, I mean, after taking off, gosh, eight months, nine months, if you're not <laughs> fall turkey hunting and just being able to go and just immerse yourself in yeah. that environment in January is, oh, it's it will light a fire. And so, man, thank you. I, I appreciate the kind words you had to say about me, but you know, I get so much out of this show that I'm. Uh, you know, I'm I'm happy to do what I can to help the show out, and you know, help those guys that are that are up there making those beautiful and great sounding calls. And you know, I just enjoy the heck out of it. So, again, I thank you, and and you know, I'll I'm sure I'll shoot you a text message over the holidays. But wish <laughs> you and Catherine a very merry Christmas and happy New Year. And like I said, looking forward to seeing you again soon. Yeah, same to you and your beautiful bride too. Uh, you know, uh, like I said, uh, I can't say enough about what you've helped us with. I always enjoy being on your podcast. Uh, so, You're you know, anytime, my friend. Yes, sir. You just, well, say you just take care and uh, look forward to seeing you January the 13th and 14th in 2023. I'll be there with bells on and a big old smile on my face. Sounds good, my friend. All right, Mark. Have a great All night. Right. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Goodbye. I mean, I don't even know what else to add at this point. You know, I, I mean, I mentioned before we went in the interview that I'm, you know, giddy about it like a little schoolboy, but I think the more I listen to myself, I get more like a school girl who's... <laughs> on Christmas. <laughs> ...like crushing on the senior starting quarterback of the football team, that yeah. being the unicoi custom call maker show yeah you know it's it's a good time i'm really looking forward to it and you know like mark and i said towards the end of the the interview there you know it's it's here i mean you may Uh, as well we're we're right here the first of december and you may as well just say the year's over because we're going to blink. It's going to be Christmas. You're going to blink again. It's going to be New Year's. And then here we're going to be rocking and rolling right on into the first week, two weeks of January. And Unicoi is going to be here. So, man, yeah. it's it's That's coming. Awesome. Hot and heavy. I, I can't wait. I know. I'm just excited that I, we do this show every year. And I'm, I can't believe it's already here, you know. It's kind yeah. of step one. And yes, we're, we're about to roll into the new year and be right here at turkey season. So, I can't wait. I've had, I've had several listeners reach out and ask about Unicoi this year, so I, I'm hoping maybe you'll see some new faces there this year. Yeah, I hope so too. You know, these guys making these calls, this is a lot of them, you know, it's the only show that they do each year. And, mm-hmm. you know, so many of them are big name call makers and they have a good following, even, you know, without doing the show, but just through their sound files that they put out on social media and pictures of their calls, you know, that they promote on social media and that kind of stuff. They got a great following, but uh, again, you know, that that's a brotherhood that call maker group is a brotherhood and just being around those guys interacting with each other and, you know, to, to see someone who's a fantastic call maker in his own right come up to another call maker's table and run a call and just compliment that call maker on his call yeah. you know it's cool it's yeah really neat. that is that is neat that is neat i hope hope a lot of y'all can get to unicoi this year and i might see if i can make it there it's tough for me because it's during duck season it's my my lab just would never forgive me if i left him for a weekend of duck hunting to go to unicoi but maybe he could come too I'm telling you, there's a lot of those little pond ducks around there that don't fly. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care what it is as long as he gets to fetch. <laughs> yeah, oh, they'd be easy to fetch, I think. Yeah, well, good deal. So, good deal. Yeah, well. You want, why don't you wrap us up? 
Let's do it. Let's do a countdown real quick. Oh yeah, we forgot to do that. Mm-hmm. And I like doing the countdown when we get to where it's 114 days, 12 wow. hours, 14 minutes, and 21 seconds from the start of Alabama season. That's insane. Yeah, what's even crazier is we're at 89 days for you and I. That's hard to believe. I'm jacked up, man. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Started eyeing the calls in the corner and the oiling the gun, getting it ready. There you go. Fantastic. All right, well, let's wrap the show up for the week. you got a birthday party to get to, and yes, I've sir. got about three hours worth of work to get to that I haven't touched today. So nice. call it a week and see you guys next week. So thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.